Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I am Melissa. And we are sisters. And you guys, I am so excited. Well, Rachel and I are so excited. If you are watching on YouTube, you see that we have a really beautiful special guest. (laughs) Um, This is one of my best friends in the whole world, CJ. And she is joining us today to chat about, we're going to talk about body image. Oh yeah. yeah. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for having me, ladies. Yes, we're so excited. Yes, we are. Um, it's been a kind of chaotic morning. It, we were supposed <laughs> to start this an hour and 20 minutes ago. <laughs> We've had like everything go wrong, go wrong. So we're hoping that everything was put behind us and now it's just going to be free, smooth sailing moving forward. So, all right. We're going to each spend just a minute or two just sharing a little bit of our story about body image. So um, Rachel, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, okay. So, you know, I think like most women I've struggled with body image through the years, um, definitely some seasons more than others, but I had kind of an interesting experience where I had been a little bit on the heavier side for my body. Um, and then I got really thin and it was like the best time of my whole life. And then I couldn't stay there. And like every little pound freaked me out. And then I was freaked out by two pounds and seven pounds and 10 pounds. And even though I still looked really healthy, 10 pounds up and 15 pounds up, and even now 25 pounds up, every little pound was like, I I was so enslaved to every little pound until I was just so fed up with thinking about my body all the time. And so I'm healthy, I'm active but like, I just wanted to get back to what I was once upon a time. And I think a lot of us have been there, even if you've not been like the thinnest you've ever been or whatever, you just, there's the season. And sometimes it's just the season right before us. And for me, that's what it was. It was like, whatever weight I was just before I was, I was happy with that weight, even though I hadn't been happy at that weight when I was at that weight. Right. And so <laughs> I've really been working hard this last year, therapy, EMDR, like going back to the roots of where does this stuff come from besides just the fall of the world mm-hmm. um, on accepting and loving my body, even when it isn't quote unquote perfect in my mind, because let's be honest, even when it, if we've ever had a quote unquote perfect body, was anybody purely happy with their body? Like, no. <laughs> right. See, <laughs> just shaking her head because <laughs> I think even when it's quote unquote perfect, truly, we're not usually happy with it. So mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. so that's a little bit my little recap. Yeah. How about you, CJ? Can I tell us a little bit about your journey? Hey, re- reel me in if I get a little <laughs> off course because I talk and you get shoots. two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, reel me in. <laughs> okay. So, you know, my um, enslavement, I love that phrase, uh, goes back to probably six, seven, eight years old. Um I had a pretty traumatic childhood in that I was sexually molested for several years. And I found myself even at those young ages turning to food for comfort. And so, you know, it was rooted very, very deeply. And in my mind, things got really mixed up with my body equaled love, giving of my body equaled love, cleansing my body equaled food, Mm. (laughs) feeling better equaled food. Um, I was already a bit predisposed just genetically to carry a little more weight. Um, so I struggled with struggled at six, seven, eight years old, struggled Mm -hmm. with that. Um, and so there's a lot of psychology behind, behind my negative self-image. Um, but it definitely turned into a massive decades long eating disorder. Um, Mm -hmm. I am active recovering 
binge eater and it has only been shoot three years since I could say that Mm -hmm. I'm 45. So, you know, there's a lot of length behind my story, especially you can imagine eating disorders are often coupled with the really deep, deep self, uh, negative self-image. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And actually that's been my experience as well. Um, I wasn't diagnosed with an eating disorder. I never went somewhere to get that though. My therapist was like, yep, disordered eating all the way. Right. And I think I didn't, I wasn't always a disordered eater, but when I got so thin and like food was, um, how I got thin, I worked out, but food was what really got me thin. Then food Mm -hmm. became like my thing where I could control that. If I could control that, I could control my image. And then it, it all got messed up. And then it was like, I couldn't even see myself. I mean, I would look in the mirror and see 50 pounds more than I actually was. Absolutely. And so the food thing is a big deal, was a big deal for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So my story is, is different. Mine has never been related to food at all. I've never been a big eater. I don't, I don't have a hard time staying away from food. But I definitely have struggled um, with liking how I look since I was a little girl. Why? I have no idea. I remember very clearly going to kindergarten and wearing a dress with like little ankle socks and walking in the school and realizing that there was like older boys. And I made my mom bring me home and put tights on because I was convinced they were going to make fun of my legs. Like, why was I so aware of anything in my body at that point in my life? But I was. So that's something that has it's like just been a part of my mindset for um, my whole life is just being very uncomfortable in my body. I, up until recently, I've never really struggled with weight. I've, I mean, I'm a curvy girl. And so I think part of me when I was younger felt heavy because all my friends were like sticks and I was curvy from like, I wore a bra in fourth grade, you know? And so um, I didn't look at that as just, this is a girl's body becoming a woman. I looked at it as I was fat. And, um, and so I have worked really hard to just be okay with the way I look and with the, you know, my sister is very tall and thin and I am short and curvy. Those are very different body types. And I always wanted what I didn't have. You know, I think we often are in that place. Um, and then up about three, four years ago, I actually started to gain a lot of, well, actually it was probably a little bit longer ago than that. We had a failed adoption about six years ago and that kind of, um, reset my whole hormone structure. And so I, um, because just because of the stress involved and I gained a significant amount of weight that I was not able to lose. And so then I was re I had to re battle my body image again. Cause suddenly I was in a body that I didn't even recognize. So I went from, I really did get to a pretty decently comfortable place with my body, just in my thirties, just from working hard at being okay with what God made me. Um, and then I've been actively just trying to settle into this body that I don't recognize anymore, but I don't want to hate it. Um, cause I, <laughs> Cause it's still my body and God gave it to me. <laughs> like yeah. I want to treat it well. And, um, and so, yeah, so I'm still kind of in that I'm in a phase two probably of trying to find healing yeah, in my body. I like that phase, yeah. phase yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I've done it before. And my, one of my biggest things I'll just say quick and then we can move on with more, but is that because I'm not a thin person, even at my smallest thin is not the word you would use to describe me mm-hmm. muscular or curvy or, or, um, now it's thick, which apparently is a compliment. <laughs> Sorry. Says who? Says like the world says calling a girl thick is actually a compliment. Like calling like, a lot of thick. songs. Yeah. It's oh like saying gosh. like sexy and curvy. And, oh, and I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And um, so I'm trying to embrace that word. But when I stopped 
looking for thin to be what I look like in the mirror, that was a game changer for my mind. And we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about yes. that later. So, yeah. So that's a little bit of each of our stories are a little bit different. Obviously, Rachel and CJ talked about food was involved. And I think that is very common. Um, my frustration with food is that I could eat nothing and I would, I still gained weight. So that was like, uh-huh. well, I'm not even you, getting the enjoyment. Of you've food. had seasons where you've thrown up multiple times a day mm-hmm. due to a health issue and yep. still not, not lost weight, lost any weight. Yeah, absolutely. Like, a hormonal. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I feel like we could go so many directions with body uh-huh. image. Um, I would say that almost every, I don't think I've ever met a woman who hasn't struggled with her body mm, from either. S- some standpoint. Have you guys? No, never. No. So yeah. No. So this is a big deal. Why? Okay. So I actually was just having this conversation with my mom and my sister-in-law and a couple other friends the other day about, so my mom said that when she was like in high school, like the model, her name was Twiggy. I don't know who she oh, was. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, And then on our time, CJ would have been Kate Moss. Yes. And yeah. my understanding is Twiggy and Kate Moss were very similar and they were just very stick skinny, like mm-hmm. no hips, no curves. And on for, obviously, so the media can be such a huge influence on how we feel about ourselves. Cause I remember thinking I will never look like that. I can never be five mm-hmm. eleven, and I can, I will never be a hundred pounds. And I will never, mm-hmm. not, I will never have a thigh gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and that became, unfortunately that just is so in our face that yeah. that can become even as healthy adults, when we know better, it can uh-huh. still own us. Right. Um, so CJ, I know you just kind of recapped your story a little bit. I really want you to tell, you know, God said something really powerful to you a few <laughs> years ago, and I really want you to share <laughs> yeah, how you got there and what, what his message was to you. Yeah. Well, I, I think the first thing to note is that I still have to pick up the tools that God provided for me three years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's with any stronghold, we can all get victory and from those victories become freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden we're confident and we're feeling so good and, mm-hmm. and we have it all together. And so what do we do? We put down the tools and oh, yeah. because we don't need them anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's so important to note that yes, three years ago, God literally roared up inside of me. I call it God smacking because I'm an incredibly (laughs) stubborn person. (laughs) And, and, you know, here's the thing. I have been through a lot of tragic, traumatic, horrific things in my life. And so I'm a survivor and I, you know, the alternative is going to my grave. Right. And, and, uh, and the other alternative is to fight. And so when you become a survivor and you're in that mode, when you get victory for something, you can do it alone. You don't need God. You don't need friends. You don't need anything other than just mm-hmm. keeping going. And so um, I think it's important to note that even with victory, you have to be willing to recheck yourself and just continually check in. And so with that being said, um, yeah, three years ago, you guys, I've spent three, 30 years, <laughs> yikes, um, 30 years really struggling. And in my adult years, you know, teenage years through, uh, 42, I tried every diet. I changed every, I tried every program. I went through every single, um, method of quick losses and I was victorious. I lost 50 plus pounds more times than I can even count. And I would gain it right back. Um, and in each time it took a little more of my soul with it. Every mm-hmm. time I would gain it back, I would crush myself even more. Nobody had to be mean to me because I was 
my most vicious attacker. Right. Hands down. Yeah. Um, and so I just got to a point where I was incredibly depressed and, um, and it was the fall before this realization. And, uh, one of my best friends, Melissa (laughs) showed up at my doorstep, even though I did not want her to. (laughs) Sometimes you have to be that friend and you just, uh, she, she pushed in and I think that that push (laughs) and then subsequent medication, because sometimes we need the meds folks. Um, Mm -hmm. that the depression was, it was scary. It was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it was scary. And, uh, when you're a survivor and you go things alone, um, you get very good at hiding, you know, hiding the scary parts, but for whatever Mm. reason, God has allowed Melissa to see past the, (laughs) the the walls. (laughs) Um, no, I'm good at boundaries now, but anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, so that was, that was the catalyst to, I was able to get medicated. I was able to start seeing things better. And, and I also want to say, um, you know, five years prior to this, I had been through, three years of EMDR therapy to heal from my childhood. I had two times a week. I mean, excruciating painful therapy as Rachel Mm -hmm. can attest to. Um, and so it's not that I was still carrying a lot with me in terms of trauma Mm -hmm. and the feeling of it, but yet Melissa hit on it. I mean, we're women, (laughs) we are in this world. We are of Mm -hmm. this world. We are flesh And, uh, even though you can just be sound emotionally with all the face, it is, we're bombarded. I mean, our Mm -hmm. poor children, you know, boys and and girls alike. And don't you think it's probably like less than half of a percent of women who look like Kate Moss? 100%. I mean, it's like, we have so many different bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. And most of us do not look like that. Like, absolutely. Which you're seeing, you know, you're seeing more and more with the body positivity movement and and it's, it's great. I mean, we love it that we see the mid size, you know, which is, Mm -hmm. which is our average size in the United Mm -hmm. States is mid size. You know, you're seeing it in size inclusivity and stores and finally the Mm -hmm. boutiques you can walk. I can walk into a boutique and get a size medium shirt and actually have it fit over more than just one of my arms, you know, (laughs) because it's an accurate sizing. No, it's an accurate size. Okay. So, so, uh, a few months after I was, you know, finally leveling out chemically and whatnot. Um, one of the things that God brought to me is that I, I had to stop being so darn hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, is that we're, we're given one humanly vessel, right? I mean, this is it. What mm-hmm. God created for us to inhabit on this earth is it. We don't, we don't, I mean, there's plastic surgery, sure. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a whole different episode. It's yeah. A whole, yeah. Um, but I mean, gosh, I just needed to be nice to myself. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was like a, a flip switched, switch flipped, whatever. Yes, oh my I gosh, Melissa, you struggle. I with can't this say it either. Thing. Yeah. A, f- a switch flip. Switch flip. Yes. There, see, I did it wrong. <laughs> wrong. Um, so, and it was, it was a God smack moment. One of those things that I literally needed the Holy spirit to roar up inside of me and just change it because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing it on my own. I wasn't seeing it on my own. I was going to continue for the next 10 years to fight with the next diet, with the next workout program, mm-hmm. with the next whatever. Um, and so I did, I, I just was like, okay, every day be kind to myself. I wrote it on sticky notes. I mm-hmm. did dry erase market on, mm-hmm. marker on my mirrors throughout the entire house, you know, and, um, just be kind to mm-hmm. yourself. And you guys, it's been 
three years, it'll be three years in February. And over that three years, I have managed to lose weight. I have lost almost 40 pounds. And guess what? It's less than a quarter of a pound a week. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It was effortless in that I ate what I knew my body would respond to and be fueled by. Mm-hmm. I moved my body in the way that I enjoyed. You know, I read the self-help books that I wasn't instantly opposed to, you know, I mean, I read what drawed me in and and not what I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that or, or whatever. Um, I now have found the ability to get in the shower in front of my husband. You guys, I mm-hmm. hid my body from my husband for most of our years. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just the last three years that I can even do that. Um, I haven't had a binge for, I don't even know how long I no longer sneak out in the middle of the night to eat cold cub foods, <laughs> cake, marble cake mm-hmm. out of the refrigerator. <laughs> I don't hide uh, fast food boxes. wrappers. <laughs> you know, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, it, there's definitely freedom, but I'm, I'm picking up my tools probably mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. yeah. Day. I, I love that reminder because you're right. I think we can reach a place of freedom in whatever it is that we're looking for mm-hmm. and think we're done and that's right. it. Mm-hmm. But really, I think what the freedom actually is, is just a realization mm-hmm. that we right. have to continue to stay um, connected to for the rest of our life. And I think it's really easy to feel like when we have to keep picking up our tools that we're failing. Right. Oh, my gosh. I thought I already dealt with this. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Why am I dealing with this again? And the thing is, is that if something is that deeply rooted that it took you into your 40s to finally find some healing from it, it's not going anywhere. Like, it, right. it's, it's just too much a part of us, you know, part of our our, our makeup and um, our internal makeup. And CJ, the thing that I love that for that I want you to share is that you, you started loving yourself. So you guys, CJ has struggled with her health for the last 16, 17 years. She's had cancer three times. I mean, she, when she says she's a survivor, like she's not just using that word. Like she's a survivor well, from her technically childhood. CJ's had cancer four times, but yeah. she says, Oh, I don't really count the fourth one. Cause it was just skin cancer. I'm like, CJ, it's still oh, right. cancer. <laughs> It was, didn't take that much to fix it. I mean, oh my gosh. I'm like, it's still cancer in the grand scheme of things. She counts it so little. I forget it's to count one it. One more time of cancer in the grand scheme of things. I'm pretty sure Melissa and I had been friends for probably eight years before I was like, oh, did I tell you I had skin cancer one time? I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> so when she says she's a survivor, she's a survivor. Yes, she really is. And, Aww. um, and so, but the thing is that I love is that when you started to love your body. It was in the middle of it not always functioning well. And it was in the middle of you not being at your smallest. It's not like, right. cause it was really actually at easy. my heaviest. Right. Cause I it's was, really yeah. easy to be like, Oh, I, I mean about seven, eight years ago, I was really fit. I was practicing yoga regularly. I had a ton of energy. I was just in a place where I could, and my body was just responding to what I did the way I took care of it. It was responding and I got very fit well, that would have been a really easy time to be like, I feel so good about myself. <laughs> like, I just love myself. It's a whole different thing when you can say, I love myself when I'm not even close to what I actually wish that mm-hmm. I look like or yeah. the way my body is sick. It's not functioning the way I want it to function, but I can still love myself. And that is what I think is so beautiful about your story is that you fell in love with yourself in the middle of when you really didn't, it didn't, your body didn't deserve for you to fall in love with it, you know? Well, and you yeah. started viewing your God or your body as a gift, right? That was it. That and right there. Yeah. That's like amazing. It's yeah. instead well, of like had... a burden, like most of us view our body when we think of our image, it's like a mm-hmm. burden, mm-hmm. but your transformation was 
God was like, it's a gift. And yeah, you absolutely looking at it as a gift. Right. Well, and I had to stop lying to myself. You know, I think that um, that was the thing was like the, the lie was that it was uh, it was the program didn't fit my body type or, you know, the diet, diet, the restricting wasn't restrictive mm-hmm. enough or, you mm-hmm. know, there all of these different things just it wasn't enough or I did it wrong or it wasn't right for me. And um, and I really think that it's the whole stop fighting your story thing. Mm-hmm. It's um pot call kettle, you know, or kettle, whatever. <laughs> I'm not good at those little things. I should just not use them. <laughs> I should just, but, I but you know, the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, kettle, yes. Good thing They're both black. <laughs> yes. CJ, you guys, if you've been listening to our podcast, I shared um, a, a while ago that a friend of mine had told, challenged me to stop fighting my story. And CJ is the one who said yeah. that to me. So yeah, oh, that is yeah, why that's she, me. That's why she's sharing that. <laughs> And that's why she's See, I, this is, this is where I'm going to be challenged on these type of things. Cause I feel like everybody just knows every history part of it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, and, and yeah, once I was able to start, stop fighting the whole lies and actually be honest with myself, that's when I could look at my body as a gift. I could mm-hmm. see what Christ had given me, you know, just me, just mm-hmm. me, this is only mine. And mm-hmm. how can, how can you not think of that as a gift? I mean, mm-hmm. And you're right. There's, there's still a lot of times when it hurts and I hurt and things are going wrong and you get another cancer or, you know, you fall downstairs. <laughs> oh, that whatever. darn cancer. <laughs> cancer. Um, oh my gosh. and, and oh, yet, shoot. you know, <laughs> darn it. We, what? we take CJ's cancer very seriously. Very seriously. <laughs> the way she you also have it. to laugh at it. You have to, it, I call it lobbying because it's laughing and sobbing. I do it often yeah, <laughs> because yes. it's just what my life is. No, but <laughs> I say it and I'll say it forever. The alternative, you know, you, you we really have two choices, right? We can stop fighting our story and lean into it and, and literally let ourselves be directed by God or, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my therapist had told me one time, choose faith or fear. And you're either following Christ or you're saluting Satan based mm. on which one of those you're choosing. And that mm. just slammed me. So, yeah. It's yeah. Cause you're way too stubborn to salute Satan. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> nope. Well, and before Melissa, you were talking about just, you know, the girls around you that were stick skinny and you were never going to have that. But of course there was something in your mind that said, this is what I should look like. You know, mm-hmm. I, if any of you follow me personally on social media, you know, my daughter Ada is just beautiful. She's a vibrant human being inside and out. She's 11 and a half and she has a woman's body. I mean, mm-hmm. we wear the same size clothes and I'm 25 pounds more than I was at my preference. You know, I mean, like we mm-hmm. wear the same size clothes. She is tall. She's black. She's got booty. She's got, you mm-hmm. know, she's a little thick and she mm-hmm. looks phenomenal. Everyone thinks she looks phenomenal. All of her friends admire her height and wish that mm-hmm. they were tall, but all of her friends she's got legs like, to go on for days. <laughs> she's got long legs smooth skin, but Mm -hmm. all of her friends are like a foot and a half shorter than her. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, they weigh like half of what she weighs Mm -hmm. even, and she doesn't even notice. Yeah. Literally doesn't even notice her friends wish they were tall like her, but she doesn't notice. In fact, one time I had her list some things that she liked about herself and she was kind of like a couple things and she couldn't think of someone. And I was like, well, what about the way you look? Oh yeah. Of course I like that. (laughs) She's in sixth grade. She's in middle Mm -hmm. school. And I look at her and I think if she wanted to look like, like a kid, I mean, mm-hmm. she looks very unlike most, and I'm, I'm not saying all kids will look alike, but she looks, she's in her own category. Well, her a age. lot of times middle school girls are still teeny tiny. Right. Mm-hmm. 
exactly and if she wanted to look like them which she might one day but if she wanted to look like them it would break my heart because Mm -hmm. i look at her and go why should you look any different i would never look at my daughter none of you would look at my daughter and go she should look different right nor would we look at her tiny little friends who haven't gotten their growth spurt and think oh hurry it up like grow up like we would never look at any of these little girls and wish they look different. We think, of course, you're going to look different. You're different people. You have different set of genes, like you have different ethnicities, but we don't do this to ourselves. Like we don't give ourselves the same grace to go. Of course, I'm going to look different than this friend or that Mm -hmm. friend, Mm -hmm. of course. And, and I'm wanting to look at myself. Like I look at my daughter, something I started doing. Well, I read the book by Jess Connolly and I started following her on Instagram, follow her right now. If you do not, um, breaking free from body shame. And I started saying to myself every single day, like a hundred times a day, however many times a day I berated my body, I would say, you have a good body. Mm-hmm. You were made in his image. You, I have a good, I would say to myself, I have a good body. I was made in his image. And I would just say that over and over. And I had a couple affirmations that I created or like came up with or whatever that I do as well. But after months and months and months of this, I found that I thought of my body negatively way, way, way less. And actually mm-hmm. there were a couple days in a row where I was kind of like reporting back to my therapist because I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was like, there were actually like three or four days in a row where I probably thought about my body like 15 times each day and purely positive. Like, oh, I like how these jeans look on me or like, and keep in mind, I'm 25 pounds more than my mind has decided is my right weight. So like, I'm not in, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with my body, but my mind has really battled every single one of those pounds. And every single day I can look at myself and say nice things to myself in the mirror. Oh, I like how this shirt fits on me, or this is a flattering fit, or mm-hmm. this is a good color on me. I mean, it doesn't even matter if you have all the negative things you could say, start saying the positive things, say yep. them to yourself when the negative comes, like look in the mirror and say positive things, because guess what we're doing to everyone else around us? we're thinking positive things. Right. Rarely do we, I think as women, do we look at other women and like berate them in our minds? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, some women maybe do, but the most of us look at other women and go, oh, she looks so cute. Or like, Mm -hmm. I love that shirt on her. We're thinking of the positive. And that's what I want to do for myself. I want to view my body as a gift. Like you were saying, CJ, and being like, this is a good body. Mm -hmm. And I am, I get to use it. I get to move it. Like, not everyone has the ability to move their body in the ways that I get to move my body. I have all of my functions, all of my limbs. And, and because I've gone through so many surgeries in the last two years, I know what it is to lose abilities, even though of course I still eventually get them back. And it is a gift. And Mm -hmm. it's one that I think that we need to look at every day and have something positive to say. Like if we just look at our husbands or our kids every day and thought of all the negative things, we're really going to have a hard time. We're going to hate them. Yeah. We're (laughs) going to have a hard time being around them. Mm -hmm. But if we look at them every day, even if we have frustrations, even though we know they're not perfect and we can say in our minds and out loud, many, many positive things, it is going to change the way that we view them and treat them. And the same goes with our bodies. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, one, so some things that I have practiced and trying to really be okay with where I'm at in, in my body is, um, is I, okay. So I said this earlier, like I took the word thin out of my vocabulary mm-hmm. because when I would put on an outfit that if I saw on any other girl who was my size and I would think it was adorable, 
but on me, I'd be, but I don't look thin. So then I didn't like it. Well, I'm that if thin is my goal, I'm going to be hurt, hurt every single day. I'm going to be so disappointed because it's just not it's all even, about expectations. Yes. Cause even, mm-hmm. like I said, even at my smallest, I'm really not ever thin. And, um, and so I removed that and that was a game changer Yeah, because then I was like, oh, I like this outfit on me because thin is not the goal that I'm going for. Yeah. And obviously these are superficial things, but you guys, body image is a big thing and it starts with what we see on the outside and it go, it goes inside. And, and so if we can do some things to tweak the way we're looking at ourselves on the outside, mm-hmm. I really do think it will help what's going on on the inside. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> another thing I started doing was, well, can I just so say I- something about that first before you move on? Will you remember what you're going to say? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I decided this last year that while my body image had nothing to do with God's closeness to me, it had everything, the way I viewed myself had everything to do with how close I was to God. Yeah. Oh, right. That's true. Because sitting and viewing myself Mm -hmm. negatively, negatively, negatively this way. I mean, like our kids, like Mm -hmm. how, if they just like berate themselves, berate themselves, how close can they really be to us? Right. They just hate themselves. They're just, and not to mention, we're just consumed with ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, how can you, Jesus says you can't serve two masters. He's talking about money, Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. my body became my master. I was a slave Mm -hmm. to it. It was my idol and a negative one, a positive one, whatever it was. It was in between me and God. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. I love that because you're right. Nothing can take us away from God, but we can put things in between us and God. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's huge. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but one practical thing that I have done. So my, I have gained probably 40 to 50 pounds in the last five years. Like, and, and I have, like Rachel said, I even went through times where I would, because of health stuff, I would throw up regularly, couldn't eat anything and I still couldn't lose weight. So I have gotten some of it under control, like my inflammation and stuff, but I still have a lot of weight to lose that isn't going anywhere. And, um, so one of the things I've started to do is I can't see myself the way that I actually look because my I don't recognize myself. So I started looking at women who were my size or similar size to me. And I would be like, okay, I think they're beautiful. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way they look. In fact, they're, they're very sexy or they're very, you know, they're very stylish. And like, I can be that it's helped me, um, get a better perspective of what I look like so that I'm not seeing a distorted image in the mirror. Cause for a while, that's all I could see is this distorted image. Um, because it, it, it literally was not a body I recognize. And so I feel like we could talk about the subject for, well, absolutely. And dressing, like putting clothes on your body that Mm -hmm. fit your body. So for me, I kept trying to lose weight to fit back into my clothes because I could still wear them, but like they didn't feel good. And I felt fat in them. Mm -hmm. And finally I, my therapist was like, you just go up a size, (laughs) just buy different clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did. And guess what? (laughs) It changed everything. Well, and and think about that, you guys, we're all willing to save our small clothes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yet we're not willing to go buy bigger clothes Mm -hmm. or save our bigger clothes. Well, and because when we put on the size that fits, even if it's a bigger size, we look better, right? Feel better. Like we feel better. Yeah. We actually look thinner, I think, because when you shove yourself into something that is not meant for the size you are, it's really obvious. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and honestly, this is superficial, but discovering like what things make you feel good in your body. Is there a type of shirt that makes you feel best? Mm -hmm. Buy more of them. Like, is there, do you feel great in leggings? Then wear them unless you have to wear something else. Like, Mm -hmm. and I I think, sorry, Rachel. (laughs) No, go ahead. 
to expand on that, you know, you're talking on the, on the outside, which is so important because right. What we, what we feel, what we look like we feel, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Um, but I think we can apply it to the inside too. Mm -hmm. you know, food, you Mm -hmm. eat, eat food, eat Mm -hmm. all the food and then take out the stuff that actually makes you feel crappy. The stuff that makes you feel good, you know, exercise, try them all out. What actually makes you feel energized? Mm -hmm. What works for you? What does your body actually like in Mm -hmm. what doesn't don't force yourself to run a marathon, you know, don't force yourself to do these things because just listen to yourself, you know, trust, trust, trust what God gave you and, and just listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, I'm in the show notes. We're going to have a bunch of um, verses and a couple affirmations for you guys. We haven't really talked about any specific verses, but the Bible just talks on repeat of what a, like what a gift that we are, that God made us. He designed us. He made us to be in his image. He made us our bodies to be a temple that we get to house the Holy spirit, that these are not small things to balk at. And one of my favorite verses that I did on repeat when I was really working on loving my body as is without it changing was Colossians 3, 1. And I set my mind and heart on things above and not on earthly things, not on my physical body or myself. Mm -hmm. I set my mind on things above. And I knew when my mind was focused on myself, I was not focused on things above. I was putting something between me and Jesus. And I was like, I don't want that. So that was the affirmation I said over and over and over. And then in first Samuel, God does not look at outward appearance. He's looking at the heart. Mm -hmm. So neither am I going to be looking at outward appearances. I don't look at other people and think they're based on their outward appearance. I I like them for who they are. Like their outward appearance is just a part of them. It's just a body along for the ride. Mm -hmm. But I, I needed that reminder that I need to look at my insides as who am I in Jesus and not as my outside as the be all end all. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm just going to end this here. You guys, if you don't think that letting your insides, letting your mind be transformed and being okay with who you are, there is nothing more attractive than someone who is just so comfortable in their own skin. Absolutely. It Mm -hmm. does not matter what their actual physical appearance looks like. It does not matter what size they are. I am the most drawn to people who just mm-hmm. own who they are and they just yep. show up and they like change the room when they yep. walk in just because they are it's comfortable true. in their skin. It's true. Mm-hmm. So what's our challenge for our listeners today? Well, I love what CJ, she started being nice to herself mm-hmm. every all the time, regularly. Rachel, you st- took every negative thought and you turned it into a positive. You would say, I have a good body. Like mm-hmm. I think that just changing because we talked, you know, a while ago, the thoughts that come into our head, we can't always help that they just show up there, but we can change what, how they get to be implanted in our brain. And so, um, yeah. So taking every thought captive, I mean, we talked about that a lot and, and saying, I have a good body and I'm going to be nice to myself and yeah, I like see, that a and lot. see how things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, report yeah. back to us in three months. We would like yes. to know. <laughs> Seriously, I, I have a quick little challenge too. Um, okay. what I would like to say is find yourself a Melissa. I think that a lot of people don't want to admit that they have self-image issues, issues, you know, that you have a negative self-image because you feel like you're vain, you know, you Mm -hmm. feel like you're just too of the world or whatever. And so just find yourself somebody that you can really just be honest and and Mm -hmm. say, I feel fat today, or I feel ugly, or, oh my gosh, I hate my hair or whatever. Mm -hmm. And not that you need them to appease you, but just somebody who's going to hear you, you yeah. know, and, and just hear those. And then, and they can help turn things around a little bit too, but you need to start 
being honest and sometimes having a trusted source that you can be honest mm-hmm. to will help you be more honest with yourself. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Well, CJ, thank you so much for joining us. We yeah, have like thank you. two minutes before we're going to get cut off. So we want to okay. say goodbye. Um, but we love you. Your story is powerful. You guys, she has so much more to share. We are totally going to have her back again someday because mm-hmm. we have more things you want. We want you to hear from her. So yeah, thank you guys. All right. Thanks for joining us. You guys, obviously, you know, you can find us at a mess on the You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email us at a men- a mess nonetheless at gmail.com. All right. Bye you guys. Right. Have a great Bye, day. Guys. Bye.